I never cared about being famous. I just wanted to be good. I, ju I really just wanted to be, I'm competitive. I was an athlete, so I want to be like the best. You know, I, that's the school of thought I always came from. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. <laughs> it's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Almost 30. Welcome to the Almost 30 podcast. How are you feeling? A lifestyle podcast. <laughs> um, we're so happy you're here. So happy you're here. And if it's your first time, thanks for listening to whoever told you to listen to us. It means so much. We are a podcast about navigating life transitions and about the Saturn return time of reaching almost 30. But it's mm -hmm. so much more than that. We provide insights, tools on health, wellness, spirituality, everything. So yeah. glad you're here. Yeah, so happy you're here. Yeah, let's jump right into it. I mean, this week we have on Mia Serafino. Mm -hmm. um, Mia is an actress. She's a doll baby. Um, she's such a doll. She is known for her work on Crowded, Shameless, Oz, The Great and Powerful, among many other shows and films. And I don't, I don't want to give away too much. I think our conversation kind of says it all. But my biggest takeaway from this as an actress as well are pursuing acting and, and anyone who is pursuing something that really takes consistency and commitment, especially in a, a town like LA, she's not after the fame. That is not like her end all be all goal. Of course, if that comes, it's, it's wonderful because you can have like a larger platform and reach more people. But she is so committed to her craft. And I just like, I vibe off of seeing and feeling someone so committed, you know, staying in and watching classic movies, staying in and reading scripts and, you know, working on auditions. And I know it sounds really stupid and simple, but like it is that commitment and consistency that makes all the difference in this industry because it's easy to say, oh, well, I'll do it later. Or, you know, I'll just, I'll go to this party and, you know, maybe it's good for networking. It's like, she is so focused at such a young age. She's 28, I believe. And I was just really inspired by her groundedness and, and her focus. Um, so what do we talk about? We talked about um, moving to LA. Mm -hmm. um, we she's talk from Michigan. Yeah, she's from Michigan. She studied uh, acting mm -hmm. in college, but it's always a big transition coming out here to LA. She's had, you know, amazing success and is very consistent in her work, which is for actors 
very successful, you know, to be consistent Mm -hmm. in that. But we talk about, you know, the challenges in uh, being a female in this industry and really trying to legitimize yourself when you walk into a room, you know, what is her, what are are her self-talk, what are her self-talks, her mantras. We also talk about living in LA and trying to make it and dealing with bed bugs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She and I both commiserated. Yeah, we're in a bed bug club. BBC. Yeah, we talk about relationships and dating and trying to, you know, really focus on your career and also balancing. It's really, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. We talk about kissing Hugh Jackman. <laughs> was it Hugh? It better have been. Yeah, I think it was Hugh Jackman. She was so young. Yeah, so young, so cute. Um, so cute. It was for a project. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't just like just randomly like club. in the rain on the street or yeah. something. She was working. <laughs> but... Uh, I loved this one. Yeah, this one was like really fun girl talk, but in a way that was really grounded. It was inspired me. Yeah, she was really inspiring. Um, I left that interview and signed up for like three classes that I've been meaning to sign up for. I was like, you know what? You know, if if I'm not doing like other people are doing it when I'm not doing it, you know, I want to be doing it as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And and that goes for anything that you are pursuing. Um, So anyway, you know, no matter what you uh, are passionate about, you will love this interview. Mia is super, super inspiring. She's Um, funny. She's funny too. She's funny and fun. Um, So reach out to us. Let us know what you think of this interview and join us on Facebook join the conversation follow us on on instagram almost 30 podcast we want to hear from you all right guys before we hop into this episode a quick word from our sponsor hey everybody hey guys welcome to the podcast welcome to the podcast and if you've been listening for a while welcome back so good to see you and if you haven't been listening welcome to almost 30 welcome to almost 30 we chat about everything to equip you with the tools and the inspiration to help you navigate transitions, whether mm-hmm. you're turning 30 or maybe you 100. are um, 100. <laughs> turning 30. Or breaking up with or your boyfriend. Or starting your career. Yeah. Or yada yada. Getting into spirituality, looking into meditation, mm-hmm. want a little inspiration for your life. We got you. So welcome to the Almost 30 Motherfucking Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that E explicit in you. E explicit. We have yeah, we have to check that in the beginning. We're so excited. This is great. This is gonna be a true be... life celebrity. Oh god. I know. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk We're within yet. three feet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like, yeah. like wait. <laughs> creepy. Like, like, we're like jump holding her like, breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like double dutch. Yeah. We have Mia Serafino in. in the house. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, I always did. have to ask. Is that know? Italian? So, yeah. I've, cool. Yeah, very Italian. Um I get Mia's an Italian name, right? Yeah. Okay. Get a lot of Mamma Mia. Yeah. What was it like growing up in an Italian? Say mama mia. Oh, just so much spaghetti. I have spaghetti like four times a week still. Do it's you? So, oh, so good. And I just, my family raised me on the Godfather. Like I saw that when I was mm-hmm. like 10 years old. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> my mom like always, like when I was the really the little. Yeah. yeah. She was like, um, always, she's like, be a Michael, not a Sonny. 
<laughs> no, meaning you're lying. like no, and I'm like, well, and that just seemed normal to me because I knew. The movie. And then I got older, and I was like, it's really weird. She's comparing me to like <laughs> Pia Michael, not a how, how about like not be any member of the <laughs> mafia? Totally. <laughs> but it's kind of good advice because he has his, a temper and it gets you're him killed. Like, um, most moms are like, be Ariel, not Ursula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, uh, nope, be Al Pacino. Wait, she's like, he doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve. You don't know what he's thinking. I don't, she's giving me mom oh advice. God. I, I love know. her. Yeah. Wait, where where did you her. grow up? Detroit, Michigan. Shut Detroit, up. what? Yeah. yeah. I go to Detroit often. You do? Southfield. Oh, yeah. You were telling me that. Mm, for work. Yeah. That's cool. It's, I mean, gross point. It's real sick. <laughs> it's, I love it because, mm-hmm. you know, hometown. Hometown, but, yeah. But, you know, I'm from Gross Point, which is a suburb, but it's mm-hmm. the nearest suburb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just am an insane, like, sports fan for Detroit. And Oh, you are? I just get in fights. Are the Lions still there? Okay. I'm not a football fan. Yes, they are. Are they? They're okay. so bad. I didn't mean always. those. <laughs> no. They have, yeah. like, a record. I'm, like, a hockey person. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the kind of hockey? That. that Red Wings? Fucking Red Wings. Red did you date wings. athletes? So you're just like the teams I that are good. I actually basically did one of them. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I'm an athlete horror girl, so it's okay. Oh, we can open up about that. It doesn't It doesn't do it. And now I'm like an artist person, which is oh, terrible. You graduated. Athletes are just less complicated. It's better. 100%. 100%. I think I've evolved too. I just haven't hopped back into the dating scene really. But yeah. yes, I, I feel you. I think when you're young, it's like you're kind of going for like the... Who's ever the most confident at the time? And those are athletes yeah. in college. Yeah, I'm going for whoever everyone else wants. Mm. That's, that's, mm. A, that's my, like, that's I don't a know, I like the one that everyone wants. Mm. Like, that yes, sense. bitch, that one's mine. That's very, like, high school, like, <laughs> very. like, like <laughs> captain of the football team. Literally. <laughs> Literally. It was funny, though. We I was on a movie set, like, my first big one, like, back in Detroit, actually. What movie? It was called Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was doing a bunch of different stuff. It was, like, mm-hmm. this crazy summer job that, well, it ended up being, like, seven months. But there were all these, you know, famous actors on mm-hmm. it. And I, you know, it's what I wanted to do. So it didn't, it impressed me, but like I wanted to be in that echelon eventually. Mm-hmm. But then the Red Wings came to visit set. Mm-hmm. And for a field really, trip? If, yeah, they yeah, just like, so true. <laughs> I guess, yeah. They're like, over there. <laughs> yeah, they're hockey bags. No. Um, they're like, that's a green screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were really like riveted by the whole thing. Um, I wasn't nervous talking to the actors, but like when the Red Wings came, oh I just God. was like, I went to their table where they were sitting at lunch. And I was like, hi guys. And oh my god! It was like I really wanted to say, I like watched every one of your playoffs games. I, like I'm really upset you guys didn't make it to the finals. I don't know what I was. They're like, yeah, we are too. Yeah, I was like, like cool. So I put my foot in my mouth completely. Yeah, I you just so want to prove nervous. you're like, you know, the sh- your shit. Yeah, some of the other actors on the movie too were like, okay, you're like so obsessed with them. You like don't care about meeting us. <laughs> yeah, like, so that's like, exactly well, right. Yeah, <laughs> they're athletes. We all can do this. Like, you're like the size of their leg yeah. too. <laughs> you're like, hey guys, Those legs. Yeah, <laughs> they do have big ass legs, just like they, lamb yeah, chops. They have great uh, butts and thighs. That's the great thing. butts. That gets me. Great. The butts. Yeah. You can't see their butts. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, you can. In, the, in they jeans. Were, in normal clothes. <laughs> in jeans. <laughs> I saw a guy. I, when they wear Wranglers. I've been doing the Santa Monica stairs sometimes, and there's this one guy, and I know he plays hockey, and he does these, like, slow little things up the stairs. Like, mm. every other step, it's, like, turned out, and then he does this, like, hockey dip. And it's like I'm a like, glide. Yeah, it's a glide. So you yeah. like, like, I, like, like, I kind of do. It was like does weird. He, get a nice he does butt? it on the side stairs, so no one's really over there. Oh, cool. So he's not like in. We did that. Face. I was a figure skater growing up. <gasps> oh my god. So I, my brother played hockey. I just yeah. like grew up in an yeah. ice rink, but 
yeah, we had to do those like mm-hmm. resistance right? training. I was like training when I was like seven years old. It was really? crazy. Yeah, I gave up after a year. I just did it for the chicken Ice fingers. Skating? What are chicken? Fingers? Oh, you did oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, they so great true. concession stands. Great con- frozen cokes, sweet and so sour sauce, true. so good. You're like I just worked out. What do I need? Yeah, chicken, chicken fingers. fingers. Chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm really excited to unwrap. Like, I mean, one. How old are you? I'm 28 years old. You're only 28. You've done so good, much. I'm almost 30. I'm almost 30. God, everyone's God. worried. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. She's under. <laughs> Amazing. The other day I was like uh, at an audition and there were a bunch of young kids there. I was play much younger for some reason. And mm-hmm. these kids were like, oh, did you watch 13 Reasons Why? Yeah, this one guy really bothered me. He was so old. He was like 28. <laughs> oh, it's my I was like, boyfriend. I was like, really? Cool, cool, cool. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Shout out, shout out. Shout and he was great. No, but. They did say he was great, though. They're like, well, he was so good, you know. That's um, crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put my headphones on now. Yeah, you're like, and, yeah, what a freak. Uh, hide my, yeah, wow. I was like, what a, that's so old. <laughs> So freaking old, and you just like take a <laughs> take a bite of like a like fiber bar for fiber. You're gonna go, yeah. No, I don't know. Or like a sour straw. Oh yeah, like, yeah. What a freak. Yeah. Okay, so take us back. So you're in Detroit. Mm-hmm. What brought you out to LA? Mm-hmm. What was it like? I mean, I feel like from a very young age, obviously, you this is what you wanted to do, but. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about like what that was like. Was it your parents that really kind of instilled that in you, or was it kind of innate? Like, I, were you born? With yeah, I was that born desire? like when I was like three or four, and I saw The Wizard of Oz. I every morning would get up, put on the costume, and act it out. Like Love. make everyone mm-hmm. watch me. It was just like full diva. I yeah, I just always wanted to act. You know, I was doing it my whole life, and. Um, in high school, I had like the best theater teacher ever. So key. Yeah. He was, he, I never knew you could really do it for a living. I was in Detroit, you know, but, um, I did have an agent there and was doing commercials and stuff Mm -hmm. on the side since I was young. And then I, I started applying to school for theater for colleges, um, and it was a crazy audition process, like going for musical theater, they'd accept like. 10 girls and 10 guys. Yeah. And you'd have to sing and dance and do all these unified mm-hmm. auditions. And my school was really small. I went to a small private school. So it wasn't crazy competitive there. And I got waitlisted at Chicago College of Performing Arts. And, uh, but I got accepted to U of M. And my parents were so psyched. I got like a mm-hmm. full ride. I was going to like do theater, but mm-hmm. not major in it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I didn't audition there. And, uh, and I was going to be 45 minutes from home. And then I found out I got into Roosevelt, Chicago College of Performing Arts. And yeah. um, I, my parents were, like, horrified. Oh. Um, just because it was, like, downtown Chicago. Yeah. And I was getting a BFA in musical theater and going to be in so much student loan debt. And, you know, there wasn't even a campus and stuff. But So true. But when I went there, it was, like— I just found my niche, like all these musical theater kids. But they had this big like repertoire books of all this music Mm. and they like knew everything. Their books. books, So intimidating. Yeah. And like they, um, (laughs) it was crazy. It was like drug deals getting like sheet music that hadn't come out yet for like (laughs) off-Broadway shows. The guys were like, oh, I can get that for you. Got to call my guy in New York. I'm like, this is a whole <laughs> That's thing. Amazing. I was like the only it's theater kid. It's like a microcosm kid. of the bigger world. Yeah, yeah, I was like the only theater kid in my group of friends. You know, they were like jocks and doing other stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, going to school for musical theater, just every day of singing, dancing, intense. We had to wear like 
all black every day, no makeup. Really? It was like a really intense conservatory Why? situation. Mm. Just like no distractions. I love it. Um, <laughs> And just being like a blank canvas to be an acting class. So with every act, why do they always make you guys sing too? Like I feel like there's like no, because no. you could go for there was like a straight acting program. Okay, which I almost switched into, but you kind of got all the same things. But in addition, you got voice lessons and dance. So okay. just thought, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the film incentive came to Detroit, so they were making all these huge blockbuster movies. Oh yeah. And um, I feel like I'm like writing my autobiography right now. I'm being so long-winded. No, it's no, good. We're going to pick it apart. We're Don't worry. Um, so I, I would come home from school and like audition for like for the summer and audition for these mo- like tiny parts where they mm-hmm. would do a local hire. And then I got cast in this tiny little part to be like flirting with Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. in this movie called Real Steel. How old were you? I was like, 19. It was like the best day of my life. I, when I loved him, like 19, he was a musical like theater guy. Well, that's, here's the thing. Like what happened, we went to shoot and we were there for a couple of days before they got to our scene. So I was on set. I was like, I just want to learn from Hugh. I just want to learn. <laughs> yes. Totally. And I can't wait to meet him. I want to smell his musk. <laughs> yeah. I just was like, I, oh, I just thought, I just looked up to him and uh, we go to shoot and the director pulled me aside and was like, like, I hate to do this, but you just look too young. I, we don't want him to look icky. I, this is exact words. Like, it was like, will always be in my head. Icky. And then they picked a girl from the crowd of extras, and I had to sit and, like, watch her do the Shut thing. Up. It was the hardest. Did you hardest. at least get to meet Hugh? Well, I was so upset and in tears, and the casting people called me and said, we're looking for a stand-in for Evangeline Lilly. I didn't really know what that entailed. And they're like, well, you said you wanted to learn. It's all summer. Mm. You'd be on set like learning and just getting to know everyone. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing anything else (laughs) this summer. And I did that and I got to like learn everything. I got to know him really. He ended up like mentoring me and I ended up having to double for her when she had to be gone. And I got to kiss Hugh Jackman. (gasps) I got to do a kissing scene. Yeah, I didn't know until 10 minutes before. It was so insane. So was it the back of your head? It was the back mm-hmm. of my head from like a really like, well, it was like a really wide shot. Totally. But he was so, like, I was so nervous. He was oh, so sweet God, about girl. it. Everyone in that, it was like an arena scene and everyone was so jealous of me. I oh. swear, even the straight guys, like. <laughs> of he, course. Yeah. And the gay guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone wanted to, to kill, kill Wait, me. what was it Ew. like? <laughs> It, I was, you know, well, yeah. he, I just like, he, um, he was just teaching me stuff. I just really wanted to like learn. Like your first yeah. time on tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he was teaching me how to kiss. He was teaching me how to kiss. Um, I, this is not where I thought I was going to go. be going with this. This is where we wanted it to go. This is what people, I, this is what I want to know. People we know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very formative years, you know, <laughs> kissing each other. But he, I'm, that same week, he like, I got a call back for this film that was shooting in Detroit, but I couldn't go. And I told him and he was like, that's so exciting. And I was like, I can't go because I'm working. He said, oh, no, 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 no. He went to the assistant director. He came back and said, you're all set for Friday. He got me footage for my reel. He was just, but he was like that with every, he was so. That's amazing. He was so wonderful. That's so crazy. Just, and so he was a really that. good role model and made me realize, like, I really do want to do film. I just For had sure. the time of my life on that set. And um, I was, like, really determined, like, I want to move to L.A. I want to be, because everyone 
was from California. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do one more year at school and I was just so unhappy there. Itching. Yeah. I mean, mm. I love my teachers in my school, but I was I knew what I wanted to do. And I love theater, but I just was wanting to do film stuff. Mm-hmm. So and then um my senior year after my senior year, um, Oz the Great and Powerful is directed by Sam Raimi, was coming to Detroit to shoot. And he auditioned some actors to do rehearsals for a couple months because mm-hmm. he only would have a couple of the actors. And so I ended up working on that, doing all kinds of stuff. I, I doubled for Mila Kunis um, as yeah. the Wicked Witch, like got in the whole prosthetics. Love. And it was like seven months and it was, it just, I learned so much. How weird that you would, as a child, wake up and perform The Wizard of Oz and now you're in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was That's... like they did the whole yellow brick road. I mean, it felt like I was dreaming. I like came home from school and... It was what I always wanted to do, and it was in my backyard. I was like living at my parents' <laughs> house and going to this Disney set mm. with all. I mean, it was it was nuts. That's incredible. Yeah, that and it was insane. like boot, boot camp, like because I, you know, I learned theater and acting, but you know, I had to do all this off camera and do scenes with these people, and I learned. I mean, some of the greatest actors, and yeah, it was it was it gave me the confidence. I don't think I would have been brave enough to move to LA without those experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. Who like tells you what to do? Like, what is going no on? So you like walk on set and you're like, hello, checking in. You just have to like act like you know. <laughs> Literally you fake it till I, you make it. Truly. Like yeah. you just, I I honestly had to take a half of Xanax like before my first, I was so, it was like I had to do off camera because like they, I forget, they didn't have like Michelle Williams or something. And mm. uh, Sam was just. Mm. He's the greatest human ever. He's just totally collaborative filmmaker. Like he'll ask a PA why a scene's not working. There's no hierarchy with mm. him. But yeah, he just, you know, you just do it. You just, mm-hmm. you know, just forget about all the nerves and and try and deliver a good product, I guess. Yeah. And it's like hard because in that in that space, like you're working with like movie stars and big directors. And yeah. it's like at the end of the day, one, they hired you, you know, yeah. like they're, but also you're just all humans, like doing well, think, what you love and a job that means a lot to you, you know? Yeah, I think that's, that was Sam, the director. I mean, he really put that energy out there of like, we're all making this film and without, you know, that one lighting guy, like this would fall apart, you know? So I think that was very much the vibe. I mean, mm. he didn't want names on the chairs because he wanted everyone to be able to sit down. So that was very much the vibe on set, mm. which just made like, we were shoot. it was crazy. It was like, there were two units going on. There were tons of stunts, tons of green screen. We were shooting like 17 hour days. It was, wow. it was awesome. And yeah. Was that the film that after which you moved to LA? Yeah, we f- we wrapped up, I think, in December of 2011. And then um, in January, I moved to LA. And then you were done with school, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, you I finished. was done. I graduated the May before that. Okay. It was funny. I, one of my ex-boyfriends in college was like, you're never going to be, you're not going to move to LA. I had like an L Woods like moment where I was mm. like, definitely going to now. I'm going to fucking move to I'm going to fucking move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name in, in the movie? Oh, uh, um, probably oh Chad. God, I can't. Starts the T. L Woods, Tanner. No, um, Trev. This is, this is. Oh, that's. I feel like that's closer. Trevor. This, this is, is like, why she's like, our listeners are I know, screaming I, I know. Yeah, she's like, no. right now. 
I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, please look it up because this is going to, I'm not going to be able to move on okay. until I know this. Um, I moved to LA in a really stupid way. Mm. I um, had nowhere to live. I shipped my car like a wimp. I didn't drive it. My car was late. I was staying with a friend I met on Real Steel. Um, I just, it was, I didn't plan. But I'm kind of glad but I just right, did like I'm that. I'm like, what was the benefit of not planning? Like what worked Because if you plan too much, then you just never would go. I had like a crazy Craigslist roommate mm. who I'm pretty sure was would have murdered me if I stayed. It's like uh, a rite of passage. Yeah, it is. My <laughs> mom is the one who found her. So wait, what? On Craigslist, I was like desperate for a place to live, and I'm like, mom, it's Craigslist. So I just will always blame her for that. Oh Warner Huntington <laughs> the third. Warner. 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 Okay, Warner. so not a T. It's close. But wait, uh, well, now I want to know the other guy. Warner. Warner, and his name was Emmett. 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 Oh, so good. His <laughs> name so good. Are fucking crazy. <laughs> so you got to LA, went through a few bad roommates. I mean, was there a moment where you're like, oh man, I shouldn't be here? I was you know always what? like, I should be. I, my, we can get to that, but my my like problems with LA came later. When I first moved, I was so, it was January. Mm. I'm used to being in Detroit, oh Chicago. Yes. Seriously. I was homeless. I was like driving around with nothing but my Lana Del Rey CD, like <sighs> with nothing to dream. do. Blue jeans. Yeah, that album. Yeah, Blue Jeans. Nothing to do, but I was so happy to be there. I was just like in paradise. Like oh, I, I just go to the that. beach every day and explore. I, it's weird. I like knew, I never, I love Chicago. I never felt like home there. But like the second I moved here, Same. I knew where everything was. I like weirdly mm. driving and stuff. I'm like, how do I know? I just felt like I. Intuitive driving? Yeah, intuitive driving. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I didn't feel like I um, would be drunk and I would know where I'm going. <laughs> drunk on the 405? No. Um, my parents like lived here. After they got married, they lived here for four years and moved back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. But they always talked about it. So maybe that's. Mm. Are they still in Detroit? Yeah, they're okay. still in Detroit. So yeah, I came here and. Yeah, it was a rough first year with living and everything, but I just loved living here so much. But I kind of was burnt out from theater school, so I didn't really um, hit the pavement. I I was uh, kind of having fun, and and then I had an audition for uh, well, my first audition here. <laughs> I was living with the crazy Craigslist roommate, and mm-hmm. she like locked me out, and I ignored to stay, and my phone died, and then I like. Went to a hotel, but the hotel was freaky, so I left and got oh. locked in like a. It was like a crazy. Obviously, blew that audition. Yeah. It was for Alphas oh. on Sci-Fi, but it was. Mm-hmm. I just was so embarrassed. And yeah, I had an audition for General Hospital, and I, my manager, who I still have today, she's awesome she, because she's so honest. Like called me and was like, "This is what he said." Like. Like, it was so awful because I didn't prepare. I just, I was kind of lazy. I was, even at that point mm. with zero credits, I was like, I'm too good for General Hospital. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like now I'd be like, yeah, General Hospital. Yeah. But back then, I don't know. I was like a punk. I was like, I'm not going to work on this. Hey, like, I just did Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello? Can I go from here? I had one line. Yes. And I kissed you, Jackman. I kissed you, yeah. Jackman. <laughs> I don't know if everyone uh, knows. The back of my head in real steel. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of it? That's um, amazing. And, <laughs> but anyway, she was like, you know, he really, you know, the cast director was really harsh about me and was like, she needs to learn to act, like all this oh, stuff. Shut and up. I really, you know, I always cared just, I never cared about being famous. I just wanted to be good. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I really just wanted to be, I'm competitive. I was an athlete. So mm. I want to be like the best, you know, I, that's the school of thought I always came from. Mm-hmm. So I got that phone call, I cried, and then I 
started acting class at two different places. Where I still go is Playhouse West. And I just, from that moment on, was like crazy. I mean, my friends didn't... I There was like a year or two, like... I saw my friends at like birthday parties, but I just holed up and just lived at the acting studio and was like that. doing plays and like I just never wanted to get a phone call like that again. Thank I was, like, God I, for that casting director. Seriously, and my yeah. manager for telling me the truth because like thank most you for your manager. Pe- yeah, yeah, because honestly. most people would not. You know, hundred percent. Most that doesn't happen. No, mm-hmm. where they like care enough to say something. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, where the casting director would be like, "Hey, like she needs to learn, like to take the time." Normally, they would just kind of be like, "Okay, next." Yeah, and I needed, I they, needed to yeah. people hear need that. more critical feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it really started to happen. Where like the harder I worked, the luckier I got. Type of thing. I just like love that. Mm-hmm. Say that again. <laughs> That's like so true. It's crazy. Like I just kept my head down, and I just totally. I became really. There's a great artist community where I go to school, and. I started taking a class with this uh, actor who's also a playwright, and I love his plays. Just I just connected to him. They're very neurotic and talky, kind of Woody Allen like. And um, we we developed a little community, and we started putting up a bunch of his plays, and that became my number one thing. So when I'd have an audition, the audition wasn't the thing. It was okay. I'm going to work hard on this, but. I want to go do this so I can get back to rehearsal. And that energy, mm. I that year I just booked like so much because I wasn't it wasn't life and death, you know. And it's weird because you you bring that energy into the room, but you cannot fake it. Because I try, I've been up and down, and like this past year, you know, you try and fake it. You listen to Jay Z before you walk in, but if you're not in that actual state of mind. You know, people can feel it. Smell the desperation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I I started going to class a lot and doing plays and... I guess really quickly, how do you handle that? So, like, if you're going into a room and it's, like, there's 20 other girls that are about to be in this room that are going for the same role that you're going for, what do you do? It's crazy. You know, and I've gone against my friends. Like, you know, there's girls, like, I have a girl, there's girls you go keep going against and and, um, you get to know each other and you, like, toilet paper their house and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally show (laughs) girls, sabotage them. No. Um, But when... This sounds so cliche, but like when you just make it about the work, it doesn't matter because you're like, you can have integrity in that and just focus on that where it's like, if you put everything into the work and this is how I see the role and this is my vision of it, it, it's weirdly, it sounds like it would, you take it more personally, but you actually take it less personally because Mm. you're just like, oh, it's just an artistic difference. This is how I saw it. And and when you're in the waiting room, like if you're just focused on the character and the purity of honoring what the you know the text is and how you see it, and knowing that as an artist, that's all you can do. Like you can't control. You know, I've been on the other side of it, and it's everyone says this, but it really is the dumbest reasons. Like you know, your hair color, or you you know, everyone says this too, but you look like you know an ex-wife of the producer there's so many things you you don't know and you're, you're never gonna know I mean that's the hardest thing is like a lot of times you don't get any feedback and you have to be okay with that you have to like make peace with it somehow you know every single thing I've gotten has been like a surprise and I don't think it's a coincidence you know did you think you did bad or you just were like I don't know I'm the 
I always think I do bad. I think it's like a um, defense mechanism where it's like, I just am always going to assume it was bad. And then if it's happening, then, you know, because it just breaks your heart so much. It's really, that scene from La La Land is so, where she's just, it hurts too much when you really, I mean, I've, oh, this past year, it's been a couple times where it's like when you really want something. And you get so close. You get so close. And it's, it's like you can't feel like that because you just, it kind of destroys you for a moment, mm. you know? So are you given like a script and then like, so they're like, here's a script, here's the character, but they don't tell you about the vision for the character or do they? Sometimes they do. I mean, okay. usually there's like a character breakdown okay, um, and a script. And I love when I have a lot of time, like sometimes it's, you know, a week and then sometimes you get it at like seven o'clock the night before and it's like for 10 a.m. and you're just like, mm. what? Mm. <laughs> and how much time are you like doing it? Like how much time are you in front of them? Oh, it just, it's different every yeah. time. Usually you just, you know, do the scene and if they want to work with you, then yeah. that's a good sign. Okay. Usually. I just went in for something and then um, uh, yeah, the, I had a callback yesterday and then after the callback, they were like, can you do the other character and bring that in tomorrow? So it was like a really fast turnaround. That's great. You know, yeah. it's yeah. good, but it was like, oh man, like I had plans and you had, that's another thing with yeah. this too is like, you kind of can't have a life if you're going to do I, It's so funny. Some people do this and they're mm. out doing and they're traveling. I'm like, how? I, I, yeah, I don't know how because I'm, and maybe that's a better way to be, but I just, um, I don't know. I'm just, I like the, the, the working of it, you know? Yeah. Of course. I mean, I inevitably when you go away, you get an audition that, that you really want or really you get a call happen. that, yeah. And I'm neurotic always. and so that stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I always bring my little that. flip video camera with me in case I have to throw something on tape. Yeah, I still right. use that. I'm mm-hmm. the only person who doesn't use an iPhone. But <laughs> what does amazing. a flip video camera look like? It's, it's just like this little thing, like yeah. a rectangle. I got it for my 21st birthday. That's oh it. <laughs> yeah. So I have footage from that night. Talk to us about like the whole representation aspect. So like having someone who like believes in you and sees you. And I know from uh, talking to Carly a little bit, Mm -hmm. just that you had to choose between being like a small fish in a big pond and a big fish in a small pond and what that decision making process was like. like, It's not a bad process to be in because I know they're both amazing no. but you know yeah it, I I did my first ser- like series regular role last year well I guess we filmed two years ago which was the first kind of real you know big type of thing um and that I've done and so that was crowded yeah, yeah. crowded NBC Sunday nights 9 30 not on anymore but yeah <laughs> it was canceled after 13 episodes <laughs> um <laughs> I always make that joke. Everyone's like, it's crowded in here. I'm like, NBC, hashtag NBC crowded. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I met with different agencies and stuff. And I, listen, I like had a great agent who like believed in me. And I, you know, was like, I'm so loyal and I want to stay. But, you know, you want to get in rooms and you want to, and it's not personal and you want to... yeah, like be seen and be considered for the stuff, you know. I mean, when I was little, I was so crazy. I would do all this research when I was like 13 about like, okay, when I moved to California, like I got to be, I got to be at CAA. Like that's what I got to make a packet. Like I was so crazy. Like <laughs> that's I would amazing. Watch, um, every award show, I'd like get dressed up and like, um, 
one year I was like stomping around the house. I put like Coca-Cola in a martini glass and like pretended I was at the Oscars. And one year I was like stomping around just like, and people are like, my parents like, what is wrong? I'm like, I should be there. Like so sincerely. But I... Like manifestation of his finest. Yeah, I was really pissed. I wasn't that little girl in Titanic um, that he dances with. Which one? Um, her name was, I think, Rosa. Wait, when did when was he, he dances dancing? with a girl in third class, and she he's like, um, oh, he's like, she's my on next dance feet. is for you or whatever. Oh, but I remember yeah, being in the movie yeah, theater, yeah. being like, that should have been my role. Oh yeah, when they're that under been me. when it's like the Irish scene yeah. when they're mm-hmm. all like crazy dancing. Yeah, Rose Rosa, is getting a taste of not Ro- obviously of the Rose good, is her name. Fun what's, life. What's the, I forget the little. I don't know Girl's name. name is. We're going to do some more IMDb. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, now. so my, you know, I knew about the big name. So like when CA wanted to meet with me, I was like, okay, I need to just be logical about the decision. I met at other places, but I mean, I was like, I have to, I have to try, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're great. They're, they're awesome. Everyone's always in your ear saying like, mm-hmm. don't go somewhere too big, but it's about the agent. It's about mm-hmm. the person, mm-hmm. you know, but now, yeah, it's different. The auditions I'm going into, there's like, I recognize everyone from movies and TV that really? I'm in a waiting room and I'm like, God. And it's like you lose out on bigger stuff, but but it's 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 a challenge, you know, and yeah. it's it's tougher, but you're going out for bigger stuff. So that's just been like a transition this year that I'm just now adjusting to. Mm. Um, which is really interesting because I had a moment where I was like like calling my people being like, I I, I kinda wanna go back to before where I, <laughs> I feel like I had a better shot at this mm. stuff. Like mm. um just like you know, losing out to like Lily James on stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. But it kind of mm. feels good too because it's like you can't feel bad about that. It's totally. a name. But yeah, so that's just been an adjustment. Are, Are you scared? Yeah. Am I scared? Were you scared? Are you to scared? To move. Am I, well, um, I, it's so funny. I, after doing Crowded, it was almost easier before because you didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you didn't know what was going to happen or, if what you're working for is even worth it, you're just kind mm. of like. Do you ever think no if it's worth it? Well, then when you it happens, it like it's just as amazing as you thought. It's yeah. like enough gas for the next. Yeah, <clears throat> love that. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. It's like it yeah. kind of brings you to that next point where you're like, okay, like yeah. just breathe. But yeah. then, well, yeah. it's weird because. I, everything was really systematic for me, which doesn't happen often here. I mean, I was like a stand-in, and then I did a couple of lines, and then guest stars. It just all kind of worked mm. like that. Mm. So I assumed that's how it would continue. And then Crowded got canceled, and it was felt like I was back at square one, which I wasn't, but it it felt like that. And it kind of, I kind of went through a little depression because mm. it was like, oh my god, this was I did all that work. And I got, Mm -hmm. I did it. And now what? You know, now you're back to, and recently I've just been back. I just did like a reading of a, of a play and just getting back into that mode and being like, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing it. And oh yeah, like auditioning is fun because it's a chance to act that Mm -hmm. day, you know, and then everything is just better, but you start to want a job and it makes it tougher. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners are going through those types of transitions where they're almost like back at square one, whether they quit their job and start a new career or... This age is so everyone I know, mm. like, I I don't know if I believe in all that astrology mm-hmm. stuff, but the RuPaul <laughs> always talks to, talks about the Saturn return. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? Yeah, of course. And I think that's real. Mine was <laughs> I moved to LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's this age where it's like, 
because adult that's it's still new and novel like when you're 24 25 like mm-hmm. it's still fun you're on your own you're like what's going on and then you're like okay this is it what else mm-hmm. you know and then you're juggling all this stuff and you're going on instagram and like oh my god i should be look this person's going to europe i'm like this is my youth i'm like yeah what are I'm, you doing like spending all my time like in my apartment working on auditions every night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've sacrificed relationships and mm-hmm. going to see my family and you're kind of like, oh my God, time is going by. But also so, that's what it takes. It, I know. Do you know what I mean? Because you're working. Yeah. And you've been mm-hmm. very successful thus far. But I know. It, but I, yeah. I, I know. It's, I a, it's a thing. It's like a, I always go back and forth about mm-hmm. it, you know? How do you, like, deal with that with your relationships and, like, your family and stuff? Um, Have you lost friends? Do you feel like you're— I have this weird, like, guilt thing of, like, saying no Mm. to people. And I've—last year I was like, I have to— I have to, like, be better about, like, having a life, you know? Mm. But then I think I, like, took it a little too— I had, like, a bad year last year. It was, like, really bad. I had a breakup. Everyone did, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fascist dictator. <laughs> yeah. um, we, now, we now live under a dictatorship. Um, so that sucks. But um, besides that, I had a breakup. The show got canceled. I got bed bugs. It was— Yo! No. Yo! I had them in New York. Oh, my God. It ruined my life. It ruined oh. my life. It ruined my life. But I think it killed a part of me. And I, it, yeah, it what, does. Did you have to like start over? It, it's hard it, to explain. It really is hard to explain what's happened to you. Because if someone had told me they had bed bugs before I got I them, I would have Did you like, know what it was right away? No. I, I thought I was allergic to something. Let's talk about your guys' bed bug evolution. This is really— Because maybe people important. should know about this because yeah. it's like guys, actually crazy. If I ever have like enough money to like start— like Obviously, there's more charities, but like I want to help people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> bed bugs. Because it's literally like— It takes all of your money. All of your money. It was—you guys, my friends <laughs> saw me during that time. I lived in a hotel for three weeks. Like, Wow. It was so nuts. And my roommate had just moved out. He moved with his Carly's brother. Mm-hmm. She wanted us to keep mentioning her, like, this whole time. Carly, 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 her nose job. Oh, my God. Uh, she said mentioned like, my nose How job. stunning. It's so good. It's, it's like her nose, Carly Haney has the best nose job in California. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Can we just do it really quick? So we had this event. It was like, I don't know if it was like a love. It wasn't love your body, but it was basically like love yourself. Uh-huh. Was our event. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, everyone's say. going around in the circle, all these like women, and we're like, say one thing you like love about yourself or one thing you're proud of. And everyone's like, I'm so proud that, you know, I have my family and my friends and I manage and balance my life well. And then the next person's like, I get eight hours of sleep most nights. I'm so proud. Carly Haney's like, <laughs> I've been wanting a nose job forever, and I just got a nose job, and that's what I'm most proud of. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was hilarious. Everything. I lived lived with her brother, and he's the funniest person in the world. Like, that family is just so so funny. Funny. Okay. So, yeah. Love you, Carly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The bed bugs thing, it literally, like, within a couple of months, like, like my boyfriend and I broke up. My show got canceled. I started, like, getting itchy, and I'm, like, a big hypochondriac. And when you're hypochondriac, no one believes you about anything. Mm-hmm. Like when shit True. really does go down. And I was like, <laughs> I, I kind of like think I might have like I had this like rash and I don't have sense. Like I never really like mm-hmm. am allergic to anything. And I'm like, this is so weird. So I washed all my sheets. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like 
a couple, like a week or two later, I saw like a bug crawling across my bed. But I looked it up and it didn't look like a bed bug. Mm-hmm. But then I was sleeping that night and I felt itchy. And I called my mom in the middle of the night and was like, Mom, I think, and there was a light and I saw a bug crawl across yep. my leg. And I was like, ah. So what happened in the next couple of weeks was literally like, I didn't, I like didn't sleep for like all of last year, <laughs> pretty much. Literally. I had to, yeah, like bag up. I actually had a good attitude at first because I didn't realize how intensive a thing it was. Mm-hmm. And I slept on my couch. I didn't know that they're just like, they, they go to where you are, like oh. where the oxygen is. My whole back was like torn apart. Yeah. Like so many. Insane. I couldn't like, I didn't have anywhere to sleep. I didn't want to put it on my friends. Like I didn't want, I was scared to stay anywhere. And you can't tell anyone because they think it's fucking gross. They think gross. it's gross. They think you're diseased. Like, and I'm the most OCD, like clean person in the world mm-hmm. too. Same. I'm like the worst person it could happen to. <laughs> Oh, it was, I had to like, yeah, move, pack four years of my apartment up. I lived there for four years and... Did it last? Well, I threw out half my things. I I was like, what is the 100% way? I can't deal with this. I didn't want to move out of my apartment. I loved my apartment, but it was coming from the building. So I was like, and they weren't taking care of it, like going to other units. So I was like, I'm not messing with this. Did you talk to your neighbors? Yeah, and th- there was like all this lying going on. Like the landlords were lying. Like the neighbors were lying. They said they had them. It's and a they lot just... of money for that. Like they have to really take care of yeah. it. But like, yeah. They'll... But the neighbors were saying, oh, I just took care of it myself. I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. You need people to come in. And so, yeah, I packed up all my things and I had just signed with CAA. And I obviously didn't want to tell them, but I'm so close with my manager. And they were like calling. They're like, we need you to redo your tape for Hairspray Live. Like they really liked you. Aww. So I'm making this tape. There's plastic bags all around me. Like, calling my manager, crying. I, like, slept at her house one of the nights. Like, I was a wreck. Um, I was, like, at her house, like, her apartment, like, stripped at the door, put my stuff in plastic bags, went straight to the shower. I mean, it was... I had to pack up all my stuff, find a place to live, get it fumigated for three Mm -hmm. days, like, out two hours away and my car just to be safe, find a place to live, move. I mean, it was... Thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. And, and I trauma. Trauma. I couldn't sleep, like... Trauma. Until recently when I saw fuzz on my bed, I'm like... <gasps> oh, fuzz no. will freak you fuzz, out for years. Fuzz really? will freak you or out. Or anything dark. You're just like... Did you see him crawling <laughs> yeah. across? Um, for me, it was months, happening for months. What? And I had... Bites all over my body. I thought I was allergic to something. Long story short, I like cut out all these things thinking it was that. I went to a holistic doctor. She did all this like vibration weird therapy on me. It was actually crazy. And then one night, I I think I was having a breakdown and I just, I fell to my knees like crying. I was just like, and then like my bed was right there and I was like, and I was staring at it. And I just like fucking ripped it apart. I was like, what's going on? And I ripped off the (gasps) the bed sheet that, the cover, whatever, uh-huh. and it was covered. just covered, covered, covered they, with, with bed bugs. bugs, black. Like they had lived the, there and died and had babies uh, and shit everywhere. It was. Oh I, my god! I freaked out. Like I was screaming. I was crying. I was like, I and you're in New York, so it's oh, like there's no god, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah where do you to go? Run. Where, where do you, you go? Run. Where do you go? And then I lived with a roommate, and you have to tell him, and he's not getting bitten. He's my best friend, but he's not getting bitten. Well, they get. <laughs> If they were biting him, they just doesn't... Because only some people react. Exactly. So, I oh, know oh, he blood. didn't have oh, any... positive. Yeah. I, really? Wait, mm-hmm. how... He, but they go to where the oxygen is. But he, they... I think they he's Italian travel. musk. Literally. I'm not joking. Like, I know, but like, My his Italian is like... <laughs> so, yeah. I feel you. And that's like... Wow. What did Maddie say? Um, He had a breakdown, too. And it it was like happening to him 
completely, but like not having to him physically. Mm. At so, least like, you had all his someone stuff. there because totally. I, Glenn, I can't believe, I'm like, Glenn, I can't believe you're like, you're, I'm happy he wasn't there, but to by yourself, I mean, I, oh my God. So traumatic. I feel for you. I, I had no idea. But like, I love that a, idea of starting a charity. That's amazing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, I'm helping group. others. It's seriously, it's wow. crazy. What should we call it? Bed. Um, bed, bed bugging out. <laughs> bed bugs anonymous. <laughs> BB anonymous. Yeah. Well, this wonderful guy who's helping me, like, I, you know, after I moved, I was like texting him little things. Like, mm-hmm. he would just let me text him and he'd be like, for shorthand, he'd be like, no, not a BB. Like, not a bed. Literally. BB. Yeah, BB. But yeah, I I, I made it out. For a while, I mean, I got freaked out going to the movies. I, like, sometimes still dry clothes when I come. I'm, like, OCD crazy. My Mm -hmm. friends. You guys are making me crazy. I know. Sorry. You're probably going to be all issue now. Just be, because you travel a lot, too. Oh, keep my luggage outside. So, luggage, all that stuff. It's, it's, that's how I think I got it. I think it was my luggage on a train or something on the subway. Oh, great. I got hard shell. I think helps a little. Yeah. Like a hard love, love, yeah, yeah. a hard shell. Love a hard shell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you went through hell yeah. in that year. Yeah. What happened with the breakup? Oh, it was just it was just rough. Mm-hmm. Like it um we uh, he was an actor and he was older and we did like a lot of long mm-hmm. distance and it just yeah. kind of like did came you know to about him. you. Yeah, that was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he found out I was hiding my uh, tawdry past from him. <laughs> With Hugh Jackman. Yeah, just kind of all, you know, that that happened a little earlier in the year. And I was like, okay, at least I have the show coming out to, like, look forward to. Mm. I, like, went to New York and saw Hamilton, which cured me a little bit. Mm. Um, is it that good? Oh, yeah. Is it? I, I spent a gajil- like gajillion dollars on my ticket. And then the next week found out that our show was canceled. And I was like, oh, shut <laughs> up. I just spent rent money and I'm unemployed again. So that's, that's cool. Sick. But it was worth it. It was worth yeah. it. And Bernie Sanders was there the night I was there. Love was, them. Like, the original <sighs> cast. It was like, it was magical. It was great. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, how did you come out of that? Like, mm-hmm. what was some things that you did? Um, Fingers are still crossed. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, I... It was, oh God, it was so, it was funny. My mom, I was like begging her to come out with the bed bugs, but she came out after the breakup. Like Mm. literally the next morning was on a plane because I was like, I just need you here. And I kind of used up my mom trip and I was like, damn it. I should have saved it for the bed bugs. (laughs) This is way worse. Like Mm. I need her now. Um, so I was just like by myself, um, dealing with that was, oh my God. So it was so cancellation, awful. bed bugs and boyfriend. Yeah. It's always three. Yeah, yeah. It's always three. It was not good. I kind of took a year. I, I, I think that's, I got obsessed with like comfort after the mm. bed bug thing. I'm like, I, I just want to be able to sleep and all this stuff. So Aww. I think that kind of got me out of my work momentum. And then like, honestly, recently, I mean, it's been like a slow build up back into that, but yeah, the past few months I've just been like back in class and just yeah. and remembering why I'm here mm-hmm. because it's been I've been here over five years now, which is crazy. It's amazing, but um, it's just yeah. There's a lot of distractions out here, and there's a lot of people who are doing it a different way and succeeding. So it's tempting because it's like you it's know, hard you, you, not to think about should I be doing that? Should I be yeah, doing that? Yeah, like maybe yeah. I'm like putting too much into it. But I figured out that like. That works for some people, and I'm just one of those people where I have through trials and tribulations, and last year I tried like a more chill approach, and it didn't work Mm -hmm. for me, and I don't mean like literally booking jobs and stuff. It just didn't fulfill me, you Mm -hmm. know, and I— 
I'm reading this book called, uh, my friend Patrick buys it for everyone, for everyone's birthday, called Transcending the Levels of Consciousness. Cool. It's really heady, but it's like, there's a whole section on like what success is. And out here, it's so like um, result-based mm-hmm. and it gets in your head. And it never used to be for me, but it starts to get into like, what's she getting or he's getting or what people think or if I'm working enough. And I think with social media now to... Um, and I read this chapter and I was felt dumb that I'd forgotten that like, oh, if you're putting your whole heart and soul into something, you're fulfilled no matter what. And you can walk away from the result and be like, well, I did all I could. Mm. And, you know, I, I, when I've been working on auditions in a different way, when I walk into the room and do it, I'm, I'm just so joyful. And I don't really, I really don't care if I get it or not, because I know I did everything I could, you know? And I know that I'm trying to enjoy doing it and acting it while I'm in the room so that it's not a waste, yeah. you know? Enjoying love the that. process. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Because I feel like everyone's just trying to do something they love and you're already doing what you love. Yeah, you kind of have to you know? make it just for your own enjoyment because I, mm-hmm. I kind of had an epiphany like, I want to be happy and I have to find a way being happy doing this because, I mean, the people I look up to have always had to work hard, you know? I mean, like Julie Roberts said about Meryl Streep that, on set, she worked harder than anyone, even still. Mm. And I read Brian Cranston's book, which really changed my outlook on everything. Um, What's oh, that? I want to read that. Oh, it's called The Life in Parts. Mm-hmm. He just goes through every like role he's played, and but he's just been at it for so long, just so long, just oh doing God. the work yeah. and loving the work. And he kind of had a crisis uh, that's really relatable to me. And his wife got him a life coach as a gift that taught him to like enjoy auditioning and then leave it at the door. And he had a little bin at his house and he put the sides there and forgot about it. And then he'd revisit it if he got a call back. But it just, he said it just changed everything when he started doing Mm -hmm. that. But it took him a long time to, you know, Breaking Bad was his thing. And he was, I forget how old when he got it. Mm. How do you, yeah, sorry. How do you... um, in terms of like that long-term goal and those like short-term, I guess, what's right in front of you. You know, how yeah. do you kind of discern like where you put your energy? Like what? That's been so hard for me. It's I want to just do so many things. I'm like, oh, I want to live in New York and do musical theater too. Like what, I've got to make sure I, I do that, you know, and I get, it stresses me out and it makes you want to do nothing, you know, because it's like too yeah. many things. I'm like, it's I want to write. I wanna, yeah. yeah, it's paralyzing. But I think when it just goes back, like, if I can't get into an audition or something, like, I will, I just have, like, my plays or books I love, and I'll just pull out a play and read a scene I love. And it's like, oh, I'm doing this because it's about the human spirit and telling a story. And mm. then the reason's just so pure, and then all the, like, noise kind of goes away. And you start to figure out what you want to accomplish just for your ego and what you want to accomplish just because you have something to say. You know, I Mm -hmm. just did this reading of a Neil Simon play. I just had this like amazing moment on stage and there were like, I mean, there were like 50 old Jewish women in the audience. It was just this little reading, but it was so exhilarating because I felt like I was really acting and I don't Mm. get to do that a lot. And I came off and I was like, oh my God, that Mm. was in years, like the best. I feel so fulfilled having done that and told the story, you know? Mm. And I feel like a lot of times I get confused by like 
ego. Like I, I want to, yeah, I want to be like in a, in a show that's hip and I want to get this. And, you know, you see someone, you know, get, and you're happy for them, but it's like, it's hard, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard. That's a hard thing. Yeah. How do too. you do that with like actor friends and social media and stuff? Like, how do you not compare yourself all the time? It's so hard because everyone's always comparing you here. And like dating here is so, it's, it's hard because that spills over, I believe. What do you like, mean? I feel that everyone is always trying to look to move up in the oh, ranks yeah. of everything. So I think everyone's just perpetually dissatisfied here mm-hmm. in my experiences. And so dating, it's like no one wants to just give anything a second. Their career or, and I do this too, but I hear about my parents dating and it takes some time and you work through issues, yeah. but... With Tinder and everything, you're just like, next. Yeah. It's like, if you don't feel it, and I've done it too, where if you don't feel it like the first date, you're like, if he's not perfect, then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. But I think with anything, you have to let it kind of evolve. And also we have to remember as women, like as strong women, that we intimidate people sometimes. So it's letting yourself... And like letting ourselves soften a little bit and letting them in and yeah. allowing them to just kind of like take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be themselves. Cause I yeah. think it takes a moment. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's because I feel like you're just always, yeah, it's a big comparison town, you know? But it's kind of silly when you really think about it because everyone is so specific and, mm with a role you don't lose out like what's meant for you will never miss you you know like it, like my okay my audition for crowded for example i almost couldn't go on that audition i was doing like a guest star on another show and i had to like call the assistant director and was like please like let me i'll do my own hair like let me just come in an hour later so i went and it was for i i knew the producers i did a web series with them mm-hmm. before and I thought I blew it. Like I went home after I had to go to set and then I came and I met my friend at the smokehouse and was like, cr- like crying into my drink. Like mm-hmm. I ruined it. Like I, this part was perfect for me. And I, I was getting a text from my friend, one of the producers, and he's like, you're testing Friday. And I was like, oh my God. And and at the test, I ended up, I felt good about the test and I, I kind of mm-hmm. knew I got it when I walked mm-hmm. out, which was, a, that was a surreal thing because... I like grew up on NBC sitcoms and like I was like walking in Sing, yeah. and there was like a friend's poster and I like touched Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> face before. I was like, okay. Yeah, like you and me both, sister. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, I like walked out. I like went to coffee being on Lancashire like, after that and like my agents called me and like I just was like, I made a scene there. Like that's like Aww. the coffee that's bean. Incredible. And I like just was like crying. I was like, what? But I, I mean... I didn't feel I had a strong first audition, but I was right for the part. So just like every time I want to beat myself up about, you know, or if someone got some, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just like the right thing is not going to miss you. They're going to be able to tell. And even with relationships and everything, you know, it's so easy to try and change yourself or adapt. Mm. But I don't know, you just have to, and as I'm getting older, especially with dating, you just, it's so empowering to just know what's for you and not for you, you know, like, you know, like I used to try and make myself be a certain way and it's just like, it's, or you know. Or try to change them. Or try or, and change yeah. them and it's sure. like, or be like angry and it's like, no, you're just not, you know, what I'm looking for. 100%. Like it's, it's fine. And also with the comparing, I think there's got to be an empathy thing there because 
it's easy to be happy for people when you've been through some stuff and you just know that everyone is struggling and everyone's Mm -hmm. sat on their kitchen floor crying to their mom, you know, and they deserve to get success and they deserve to get a part, you know, and all my favorite people I look up to really are happy for everyone else, you know? So yeah, I guess that's kind of how I Yeah, there's good role models is a good one. Yeah. Hugh being so gracious and generous and yeah he just was so happy to be there every yeah. day and I, I stood in on a movie called Hitchcock and it was like Anthony Hopkins and mm-hmm. Helen Mirren and without saying any names or anything some of the younger actors just they just they weren't mean or anything they just wanted to be in their trailer when they weren't working and it just was interesting to see these older accomplished actors like wanted to be there on set every moment and were having so much fun and they would come when they weren't working and they just, they loved Mm. it. And it was just, it's just better. You just have a better life when you're approaching it Mm -hmm. that way. It's just more fun instead of it being a job, Mm -hmm. you know? When you're engaged with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So when you go into an audition, how do you like read a room? Like, how do you like... That's so, it's so hard. I, I, because sometimes I feel like I have a good read, but I'm like, I feel like I was weird. (laughs) Like before, because it's so awkward, you know? I so appreciate when there's... I just read for the producer and director, and they were like, hey, like making jokes off the bat. And it's just, you just relax. It's everything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're eating a sandwich or on their phone or... Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, they don't really... In La La Land when he's like, like crying and... That was crazy. 100% that happens. It's half and half, right? Yeah. But I, I wish like they they knew that their presence like could totally set the tone. Well, it makes their job easier when they're cool because because yeah. so then everyone's doing their best quality. work. Yeah, yeah. But I think you just have to. I had a great teacher who just to taught how to like just take control of the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when no you do what. that, it it kind you can turn it kind of. You're just like, okay, cool. Let's do this. Let's like you're giving a performance. You're not trying to get a job. You know. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. And when you go in with the intention of like, I want to make their day better. Like, and that's kind of a fun challenge. Like, I'm going to turn them, you know. My teacher was telling me there was these two guys from New York. They were musical theater guys. And he was like, their goal every time they went into a room was to entertain people. Like, because they're theater guys. But they worked like crazy mm-hmm. because they just were having fun, you know. Yeah, it's just it, it's just different every time. It is a bummer because sometimes, you, you know, you let it get to you like, a girl who's working the camera was like texting on an audition I went and it really it just like messed with me but that I'm like that's on me like I can't mm, let yeah, that I mean. let that but it's hard not to sometimes because sometimes you just want to like be like fuck you literally yeah. I worked on this all night it's you weird because she's not thinking about you no do you know what I mean that's no. the thing it's like you're like god this bitch and she's not thinking about you no She's thinking about her Instagram yeah. or something. I don't know. She's <laughs> Whatever she's doing. Well, yeah. <laughs> On Instagram. Yeah. Uh, last few questions. I um, Just being like a, a young woman, like mm-hmm. in Hollywood, have you had like informative like experiences that have shaped kind of like how you approach things that you do? Yeah, um, 100%. I, I, it was, I never really felt I was lucky enough to not experience like sexism, Mm -hmm. any issues like that before Mm -hmm. I came here. I went to a really progressive school and also 
meets the theater world, I, I think, and some people might disagree, the musical theater world is so female empowering. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go to a Broadway show, like, the women are just fierce, you know? And here, there's in Hollywood, it's this very shrinky um, thing. Like, I've just been told so many, when I first moved here, an acting class from guys and just like, oh, you have a cold... It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing of like, you're leading me on because you are nice or like you're worried about your work and stuff, so you're bitchy. Mm. I've experienced that a lot, having to be like, deal with like people pleasing. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, Who do you want me to be? And also just like, what kind of artist do you want to be? And there's no judgment or anything if people are into the image stuff, but... I think as a woman, you just have to work twice as hard to be taken seriously. And so I always kind of just wanted to, I always had this like prove people wrong thing, you know, because when I came out here, I have been talked down to by male, you know what I mean, casting director and like all that kind of stuff, you know, and um, it just makes me want to work twice as hard because no one can take that away from you, you know, mm-hmm. obviously being attractive and stuff is a thing in the business and but that like goes away. <laughs> so I think a lot about like what you have to hold on to and how no one can take away talent or or mm. what you've worked hard for. Like no one, you know, because you can be in a relationship and lose that and and get divorced or whatever, you know. But the the work you put in to cultivate being good at what you love is like no one can ever take that from you. So that's kind of what I that was really I don't know. Snaps. You're down. <laughs> snaps, snaps. You're really doing it. Really, yeah. really well. We're doing a TED Talk Again, right now. We know now, what apparently. we're doing. <laughs> um, how did, where did that come from, though? Like, you're, like, wanting to succeed so bad in I your think, work ethic. I, well, I thought I didn't experience, experience sexism. But I always had this thing where, like, this sounds kind of bad, but in high school and stuff, like, my, my boyfriend was very, like— he just didn't take me seriously because mm. I, I didn't try in school really freshman year. I did have another Al Woods moment where his whole thing was like he wanted to get into Michigan and he was like a senior and I was a freshman. And I was kind of bad. Like when I was a freshman, like I was kind of like Same. a partier. Cause I, I was had like too. That was like the wildest year of my life. And Same. then I've been boring ever Why? since then. <laughs> By the time I got to college, I was like, I'm over this. Molly and Bob. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he kind of made me feel like I was like, not like a dumb girl, but just like not a serious girl. And um, mm. he broke up with me over the phone. Um, cool dude. Yeah, cool dude. Um, it was <laughs> my, bad, my sophomore year. My, actually, the phone now is like better because yeah, that like, was like a text. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like 40 minutes away at college with a car. Um, he was at Michigan. He broke up with me. And I, I was like so much tougher back then. I'm like, I was like so badass in high school. I like cried all night. And then I was like, I'm going to like, be, I'm going to get into him. Michigan and murder him. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a murder quicker him. solution, easier than having to work hard in school. But I started like, mm. I think that I started, Um, my parents, my brother was kind of like a, wild kid and they like sacrificed everything to send us to the school they had like nothing like we went to kind of a rich school but we were like the poor kids um mm-hmm. and he got bad grades I felt kind of bad because they were sacrificing all this stuff and I was kind of getting bad grades freshman year and then I started to do well in school and I I realized like how empowering that felt I was like getting good grades and I it just felt so good like to walk into school and like I, I just loved that feeling that I knew mm. no one can take that away. And like, and I, I just love to learn too. Like I want to be an acting teacher when I'm older. Like I, I love, I'm fascinated 
like it's stimulating to mm-hmm. like learn about what you love, you know? Um, I always want to be learning, but that just, um, and then I got a full ride to Michigan, didn't go. No big deal. Um, <laughs> did you email did you him? He, him? Yeah. <laughs> he like, uh, he had to go to like the summer session and like kind of called in the favor. So like, I just, that sounds so revengey, but like at the same time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in my facts. mind, I'm like the heroine in like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's like not that badass to like get good grades, but <laughs> the opposite actually. Um, no, but yeah, I think, and then I like kind of had all these options open up for me and you you know, my my family, like no one in my family went to college and stuff, you know, and because they were blue collar and they were struggling and they had to go to work mm. and my dad was like a rocker and it just felt really cool. Like, oh, I have, I have complete control over my destiny and my future if I mm-hmm. just do the work, you know? So yeah, I think that was very like formative for me when that happened. And uh, yeah. it's just a good feeling, to, it's just fulfilling to put the work in and I don't know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. In high school, I was, I was like a rebel freshman year yeah. too. But then I like started to realize how like I could make people happy with like what I was doing. And yeah. I was like, oh, like there was like a light switch mm. where it was like, I can make my parents happy if I get good grades. Yeah. I can make these people happy if I'm nice to them. I could like start these clubs and make these teachers proud of me. And I just realized like the effect I could have on people by yeah. doing what they wanted me to do, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But it's still like, it like clicked. I was like, oh, being nice is cool. Getting good grades is cool. Mm. You know, like these things are cool. They're not Because uncool. they make you feel good. Yeah. You know, it's, I guess also when you're doing your work, I just, I love... Like, Rudy is one of my favorite movies. Rocky. I just, like, Mm -hmm. love the human spirit and what it's capable of. And, like, I love that feeling of of just, like, the underdog, like, busting your ass. Like, I, like, moved out here. I was seeing this guy, and he was successful, and I was struggling, and I was, like, staying, you know, at— these fancy hotels and I, I, but I, I, I wanted so much for myself. I didn't want to be someone's girlfriend and I would look out on sunset and be like, I'm going to be on a billboard of like, I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Like to, and to see other people, people around me too, like what you can accomplish just by sheer force of will. Like yeah. I, it's like crazy when I think about it, you know, like what my friends have done, what I'm seeing people do out here, just it's amazing. Like we, you need nothing else but like sheer determination. Yeah. I just love, I I'm love like obsessed that. with underdog stories and accomplishing stuff. Like there's a lot of people who are like privileged starting out with like career stuff and mm-hmm. that, I don't know, it's just not as inspiring to me. Definitely. No shade to them, 100%. but yeah, 100%. that's the Midwest blue collar in me. <laughs> well, I also think it produces a different type of work ethic and a different type of attitude on set or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. I just yeah. think it's different. Yeah, you know, and I think you know you're grounded in like how you got there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If yeah. you're not, if you were given, which you know, it's always nice to be given an opportunity yeah. out of the blue, or what, or if they had money to start whatever. But I think if you're not grounded in like where that came from, like yeah. from the source, and like I think it's an athletic thing too. It's like mm. that, like Vince Lombardi quote or whatever. That's like a there's no more like prouder moment in a man's life when he lies exhausted on the field of battle. I don't know. Just like this yeah, athletic, like, like putting, <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, I may or Hit may not rock. watch like, 
Hit the rock, Mia. <laughs> I watch these like motivational videos. This is like so, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but on YouTube they have these like compilation things when I need inspiration and they are so good, oh, you Vince guys. Lombardi? Well, he's like, you're fucking in, me. He's like, <laughs> what are you? He's like, he's like, some of his quotes are in it, but they're, oh my is God. Is it like a montage where it like fades mo- in and out? <laughs> yeah, it's so embarrassing, Damn. but it gets me. It really gets me. I'm like, Da-da-da-da. you know, it's like some dad. Da-da-da-da-da. And Kansas is like, I'm going to make this awesome It's YouTube like the, video. And it's so good. It has like 10 million views. And it's like part of like, you know, Will Smith from like Pursuit of Happiness, like all this stuff. And I'm like, because I'm like, we're I putting it in the show notes. Yeah. Please. I'm like, like, seriously, I'm like, I don't want to work on this audition anymore. And I like watch that and have like tears on my face. Like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Literally. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm Rudy. That's amazing. I'm Rocky. Damn, I love that. What are you, what's going on for you right now? Like, how are you feeling? What's the next thing that you're really excited about? What's kind of like your um, every day that's getting you closer? Every day that's getting me closer. Gosh. I Honestly, the the past couple of days, I feel like I had a breakthrough with just... I've been having so much fun in my last few auditions. Aww. Yes. Um, yeah, I just did a, a film that was like really fun and inspiring as a rom-com and I've just been having so much fun doing comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've just been like focusing, watching, doing that world because the world's dark and um, I don't know, I just want to laugh and have fun with what I'm doing. That's like my main thing right now. It's amazing. Love yeah. that. This was so fun. This was yeah, so this fun. Was I feel like so fun. This was amazing. Um, this was so, so watch so out fun. for Mia Serafino. <laughs> oh yeah, where can people connect with you? Oh, um, Twitter, Instagram, just my name. Spell it out. Mia, M-I-A. So, were you being serious? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can tell. People are just going to guess for hours. This is yeah. how my mom used to say every time on the phone since I was little, she'd say it like it was like a 1920s phone. Okay, so my name Mia, M-I-A. She goes, Serafino, S like Sam, E-R-A, F like Frank, I-N-O. <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. I like never. It's like I've heard that like a hundred million times. It's like no one needs. That's how did you that, answer the phone when you were I little? Know. That was my. That was how did I answer question. the phone? Hello. Did you just say hello? I think I just said hello. One time I called the police because I lost my hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just taught me how. What to did do you it. answer? This seems like this is Lindsay. This is Lindsay who's calling. Please. And yeah, why forever? Did you were, were you talking? No, yeah, my mom them? told we had to because they this, didn't want us just saying hello. I can't even remember. Hello. Like I don't even. And when I got a room phone, I was like, "Hello, <laughs> yeah." You know? I, think I, I felt so good. I think I just said yeah. hello. Did you? What did you say? I think I had a friend one time that did. Hey, this is the Throckmortons. This is Renee. Mask is calling, and I did that for a while too. Mm-hmm. Mask is calling. You know what's funny? Jesus, so actually, strict. there was a girl named Renee who I would copy for a little bit when I was little. She used to do something crazy. Her A's were like this with the hat. Do you know what I mean? Like an oh. A's like this, and she put the hat on. Oh, yeah. And what I did that for a while. One of my teachers was like, "Don't do that because Renee does it." <laughs> Like, yep, she's got my number. She I love knows. will never forget that. I was like, how'd they know? <laughs> she's like, yeah, they Renee does knew. that annoying hat thing during yeah, A's. She's like, fuck the hats. I'm trying to get rid of the hat. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for our listeners to hear from you. Oh, yeah, me too. Thank you so much for Thanks. being this here. Is so uh, damn I'm much. like, so, it's lots of pressure because I love podcasts so much. I'm like, you killed it. Girl, you murdered it. It's like one of like the first of many. You're going to the nuggets, and there was a lot. Like, yeah. there was like, every time I was like, oh, there's like, four or five that were like 
Whoa. I wonder if Alec Baldwin will be proud of me. Yeah, probably. Oh, fuck. I got to start Ask listening to that. After he listens to this. Yeah. I'm going to tweet at him. Well, hey, you Alec. inspired me. I love I love being around other actors and especially oh, ones thanks. that are doing it. Yes. And I'm extremely inspired. Yeah. Dude, you're someone oh, yeah. who like actually really fucking loves what you do, which is really inspiring and like gives a shit and works really hard. It's actually crazy. It's uh hard to keep keep that, but... I just basically watch my favorite movies constantly. and Love that. What's and your just, favorite movie? I have so many. Godfather is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Maguire. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking hate Tom Cruise. I, I know. Most <laughs> of, hey, listen. I spend half of my life defending him. I spend half my life defending him. Next time I come on, I'll do a whole still defending him? Tom Cruise. His acting, I just, I, I grew up, we were a big Tom Cruise family. He's mm-hmm. very good. He's had a lot of very good performances. He's I always agree. the same. I'm going to give you a list okay. of his of his more uh, low-key roles. Mm-hmm. I and then it. we'll talk about Scientology. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> next, <laughs> next, next time on the Yeah. <laughs> we better keep it zipped tight. We don't want them after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We love you. We love you. We love you. Love Thank you. you for See subscribing. See you next week. Thanks for subscribing, Bye. rating, and reviewing. And thanks for checking out the Patreon page. Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash almost 30 where you can get patrons. some extra shit. So see you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Mia Serafino. Join our secret Facebook group on Facebook. Just search Secret Almost 30 Podcast Group and you will find us. We'll be chatting about this episode, other episodes, and anything else you want to talk about. And thank you in advance for writing us a review on iTunes. It really means the world to us. Your honest feedback is what keeps this show going and growing. Uh, And a few thank yous. Thank you to podcastmasters.net for editing our episodes. They're so fun to work with. Really, really easy. So thank you guys. Thanks to Clo Money, our producer, who is always working so hard for us. Three steps ahead. Always. Love you, girl. Thank you to our friend Meredith, who is always giving us the most inspiration, the best feedback. We want to thank our friend Tiffany for getting Almost 30 Nation out to more people all over the world. So thanks, girl. Thanks so much to our sponsors this week, HelloFresh, Four Sigmatic, and Hum Nutrition. You guys are rad. Check out our discount codes and affiliate links on almost30podcast.com. Last and certainly not least, Almost 30 Nation. Thank you guys so much for listening, for rating and reviewing, for telling your friends, for writing into us. We would not be where we are today without you and our show will continue to grow because of you. So please reach out to us. We answer every email and DM. So don't hesitate and stay tuned for more solo episodes from Krista and I. We are bringing it back to our roots. So stay tuned for that more end of this year and into 2018. We miss just chatting with you. So we're going to bring it back. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.